Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. We're live on YouTube, Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy, that's John. Like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast, great. We appreciate it. Leave us a review. In your review, leave a question. Rumor is we might get back to a mailbag, five stars, and then leave a question in your review on Apple Podcast, and we will answer it. It is uh, Sunday evening, and it's time, John, for a Tito's Toast. You know, I'm not sure I got one tonight, so I'll let you go first. I have one because I, I think this guy is uh, the best coach of a, in, in the country that consistently goes five and seven. His teams are feisty. They play hard, and I always appreciate when you go for two at the end of the game to tr- attempt to yeah, win. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, when you got nothing going for you uh, in terms of your season. And Justin Wilcox, former Boise State Bronco, is how we all first found out about that name, has gone on, bounced around different places with Sark, and now he's the head coach of Cal, who is just not good, but they're not terrible, uh, and had a chance to win the game, went for two, play didn't even come remotely close not close it was bad <laughs> two guys but, in the same uh, spot <laughs> i uh i do appreciate the two-point play uh nothing like losing 50 to 49 it's just as us, to uh, usc at us, home to usc at like home. you had a full house right big crowd trojans bigger mount i i another one another cheers pat hill got his name in the Amen. uh the ring of honor fresno state i i watched that entire game just crazy unlv is actually sneaky pretty good that you cannot lose on Pat Hill night, and they nope. almost did in devastating Pat Hill fashion. And uh, they got a they got a pick to to seal the game. Jeff Tedford I, just looks like he's headed for another 10-11 win season as a first state head coach. Yep, pretty incredible. Uh, UNLV had a drive. You see the the drop touchdown they had to hit the dude in the face at the end of the game. But, oh my! Uh, it went right through his hand. Box score just calls that a defensive stand, John. So, uh, yep, Tito's Toast. Uh, we're sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. For whatever uh, reason you drink, emotional highs or emotional lows, uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, that's the go-to. Holiday season is coming up, Halloween coming up. And, um, you know, it's uh, you show up to a party holding a couple bottles of Tito's. You show up to a party dressed as a Tito's. Um, you're a win. You're a winner. So uh, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40, 40% alcohol by volume, namely any proof crafted to be savored responsibly. A little uh, Tito's and water and lime. That's Tito's favorite drink. little Tito's and soda. I had a couple of those on Thursday night. A little Tito's mule, uh, always a go-to. Some ginger beer. Um, no frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff. Tito's. You you get a lot of trick-or-treaters at your house? Get a fair amount of trick-or-treaters at the house, yeah. You're about what to find you guys out, go huh? with you know, just the grab bag, like the bag you buy. It's like Hershey's or whatever brand that has got 17 different. I have yeah. no desire. I don't need to be the, oh, that house gives away full bars. I loved that house when I was a kid, but I do not care. Yeah. Do you guys Are you guys part of Neighborhood or Neighbor or whatever the app is? Uh, updated? Uh, I do. I have it, but someone yeah. told me to get it, and I just want to get off it. So, yeah. Next door. 
Uh, I got, next, next door. That's, next door. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. It's always just like I'm uh, giving away uh, scooters. I'm like, all right. Uh, John Tito's toast to Joey Burr, as they call him in the natty. Uh, 28 to 32 against the San Francisco 49ers. At one pass, uh, at one point, he completed a million straight passes in what was the 49ers' third straight loss of the season. The number 30 was a popular number offensively for the Niners early in the year. Now the number 17 has become their number, which is bad because that's how many points they score, and that's about half. My favorite part of this conversation is like, this just shows you, you need to get a Joe Burrow to win big in the league. It's like, <laughs> we had no shit. How did they get Joe Burrow? Oh, they drafted number one overall. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. So and by the way, like, when yeah. you draft number one, <laughs> Every eight years, you get a Joe. Every seven years, on average, there's a Joe yeah. Burrow. Maybe so you got to be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, the 49ers, like basically every team in the league, without Mahomes, I think the Ravens probably feel pretty good about Lamar. It, it'd be a short list, <laughs> it'd be a short list. Uh, would, t- would take that individual. He was, uh, his struggles early in the season, clearly the calf is fine. Uh, that 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 looked like. The guy that put Ed Ogeron on the map, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, that guy is MVP-level player. I mean, he's just an elite, dominant, I'm the best fucking player on this field. I'm going to kick your ass, Steve Wilkes. Hey, Steve, where are you up there? Looking monotone, not moving? I'm going to kick your ass every play. Hey, Steve, every play. 75 first downs. We're going to break an NFL record. Uh, I thought last week maybe... Kirk Cousins might have just played the best game against the Niners defense we'll see all year. And statistically, it's going to hold up. Cousins towards ACL today. Uh, uh, his Achilles. Achilles. Statistically, it's going to hold up. But, I mean, that game that Burrow just put forth was every bit as good, if not better, than what Kirk Cousins did last week. And at some point, you're like, boy, we're just playing surgical quarterbacks, or are we ripe for surgery? They get sliced and diced. I mean, you said it. How many first downs did they finish with? 29 or something like that for Cincinnati? Yeah. They weren't that good on third down, but they hardly had third downs. Statistically, they weren't that good on third. I mean, they were like three of what I don't remember. It wasn't as good percentage. Three of eight on third down. They only had eight third downs. 29 first downs. Well, exactly. Why does the first the third down percentage doesn't matter if you're converting it in Canadian football terms, right? <laughs> Which the, the other thing is just thinking about that Minnesota game. Yeah. Thank God Justin Jefferson wasn't playing. Would have been worse. They, they they can't cover receivers. Obviously, Jamar Chase, an awesome player, he had ten for hundred. But Higgins, little Higgins sighting today. So I just think that Joe Mixon, who people early in the season were acting like, you know, remember this offseason they made him take a pay cut. Maybe he's just kind of trending toward the running back, like his career's peaked. He's trending the wrong way. Running, I think you trucked Greenlaw today. Trucked him. He looked like, like hey looked guys. Like I'm from kind of up the road. My, all my high school coaches are yeah. here. I'm going to dominate you. It that offense, like that crew of guys, player. that crew of Mixon, Chase, Joe, and Higgins, and, and their O-line coach, <laughs> we're just like, we are going to kick your ass, Steve. We're going to kick your ass. The 49ers, when they were 5-0, and felt like they were a heavyweight fighter. Like they got in the ring and they were playing like fucking Chuck Liddell. Like, you know, it was a one hitter quitters. We're going to knock you out early and we're going to set the tone. And last week, I wouldn't say Minnesota necessarily out toughed them from the start. They just kind of out schemed them. 
Their defense definitely was physical. Today was, we're shoving you around. We're we're shoving you around. Yeah. And I I do think when the Niners get shoved around on defense, it kind of just carries over to the feel of the game. It it feels like a, I don't know, like a pitching staff getting lit up or whatever, even if you're in the game. It it doesn't feel, at halftime, watching that game felt like they were down 30 to 7. Obviously, what was the halftime score? Uh, it was 14 to 10. 14 to 10. But it, it felt like a double digit score. Could have been 13 if IU could caught that ball off his face. Uh, but, you know, that would have, that was a Moody moment that we didn't get. We didn't get to see Moody line up there. They also got a fumble late on the last, you know, on the when they were driving yeah. in. Yep. Which um, saved them because there was not a soul, not a soul that didn't think they were scoring. Baby, no, baby zone. And it was even Romo said, don't run it here. I mean, don't throw it here. You got to run it here. And then they throw when the ball comes out and the whistle blows, but the Niners were right there. So clear recovery. Um, But if they can't stop, here's one of the problems, right? If they can't stop the run, then they can't out. The Niners feast on being physical. They feast on putting you in third and long, and then their pass rush can get off. But they're the ones that are ending up in all these third and sixes. The opponent is not ending up in the third and sevens, right? Like, that's part of it. Part of the reason you're not getting these pass rushes home because you're not ending up in third and long. So you can't out physical, which means you can't intimidate, which means you can't wear the other team down. And when they can run the ball, when the Niners opponent can run the ball, the Niners can't wear out the other defense. And then you're playing from behind, and they're not a, they're, they're a little quicker, but they're not a quick strike offense. We know they're 0-39 or 0-37 or whatever Kyle is now when trailing by eight points or more in the fourth quarter. I think it affects everything. when they. To me, when they cannot stop the run, it affects everything. It affects the mood of the game, but it affects their ability to control the game on the other side of the ball because they're getting like – like think about this, John. The Niners got the ball with like 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter on the drive where they scored a touchdown, right? But they took five minutes off the clock to score that drive. The Bengals get the, they were not in hurry up. The Bengals get the ball. The Bengals start wearing the clock out. And you just realize if you're not going to stop the run and they're going to score, it's just, you got no shot. 13 minutes goes by really fast with this Niners team because they take, they're going to maximize like two possessions in a quarter and they're not going to slow the opponent down who can pick up third downs and run the football. So quarters go by like that with this team. I feel in against the Cowboys. When they came out and knocked him out early defensively, Greenlaw was playing at Fred Warner's like all pro level. Yeah. And it feels like these last couple of weeks, he's kind of in circles really? sometimes, just he missed especially game in injury. the passing game. No, but I'm saying today there were a couple of times he's running one way, they're catching him in misdirection. Feels like they're kind of exploiting him right now. And like you said, when you don't know the pass is coming. And I know Armstead had a couple sacks today, but you just watch some of these earlier games and Reddick or whoever are just constantly making Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. You don't feel Nick as much in these games and it gets to the situation of the game. They can't just tee off. And I, I just think it feels like they don't know what's coming. And not everyone's on the same page now, week in, week out. And it reflects, I don't, it doesn't bother me that he said what's obvious. I've always been an advocate of saying, if it's blue outside, say the fucking sky is blue. You know, we live in this society where everyone 
just so afraid to say what's really going on. And it's just can be just such a fake world, right? In football, though, because of the impact it has on just because you're playing the New England Patriots, you wouldn't say, God, this is Bill's shittiest team we've ever seen on tape since I've been coaching against them for 20 years. You wouldn't say that, even though everyone's thinking it. But last week when Kyle said what he said and and the way it came off and really that 24-hour period of him saying it, him doubling down, Wilkes coming out and saying it, Forrester getting asked about it, John Lynch being asked about it when he went. It was crazy. You do not see that in the NFL. Even though everyone's thinking it. Like, God, this Wilkes thing is getting a little weird. Totally understand everyone thinking about it. There's a way at, in football that you it's just not worth it because then it well, becomes Well, the truth has to happen inside of the building. It doesn't need to happen. You know, my analogy is in college it's different because your boss is the booster in college, right? And yeah. You got to satisfy those people. That's not how the NFL is. So I theorized, just especially as the week went on, th- th- this has to be his players and, and their words last week after, after the game, I think back this up, that – Bosa was saying, we're not used to playing like this, right? And he wasn't even talking about that specific play. Like, we're blitzing more now. Fred made some comments. My theory was simply that if Kyle knows that his big dog's on defense, you don't fire players, and I wouldn't fire any of those players for Wilkes. That's not what I'm advocating for. But I'm just my point being, you kind of want to make a stand publicly. Like, hey, guys, I totally understand. I'm on your side. Which, if that theory is correct, that's still pretty fucking nuts. Like, what are that? That reflects this team's internally got some major issues with a unit that was viewed as lock top five defense in the league coming into the season. And now, into the season three weeks ago. Yeah. So it's just, were they band aiding a little bit because maybe some of the opponents, right? You get a couple back to back weeks of the Rams and the, and the Cardinals. You can look a little bit better than you actually are. And then you start playing better teams. You just, you start giving it, giving yards, beat the PJ Walker, and then you get lit up by Cousins and Burrow. It makes you look in the mirror, like, yeah, we've lost games before as a team, but it didn't feel like we're the reason. We're the we're the unit that always carried us, and now we're getting fucking smoked. And, and now our defensive coordinator got put on blast publicly, which ju- it's just very rare. It's not rare in football; it happens. It's usually as teams are imploding, not for a team that was in full control of everything. Yeah. And now you got to ask yourself, okay, it seems inconceivable because it's not like they have some D'Amico on their staff. Do you think he's 100% safe this bye week? Because historically, in football, you see coordinators get fired during the bye week, right? Yep. In the NFL, for sure. I mean, it feels crazy. But I, if you asked, is he 100% safe? I don't think – this is a team that has not been afraid to make dramatic trades. Would they do something that dramatic? Who do you have, Daniel Bullock? How do you how do you also Aaron. make a dramatic trade right now? Like, unless you get Aaron Donald, who am I trading a high pick for on this team right now? Like, so let's just let's just take a deep breath, right? I I, I think that's what would scare me. I I hear what you're saying because Kawakami, Kal- well, Kawakami was tweeting like they're they're planning on going big. I just I think we need to kind of just take a step back, take a deep breath, and huddle up Monday morning and just reassess everything before we just throw out some draft capital, right? Last year, no, I don't know. I mean, you've spent so much money on this team. You're so all in on this team. Your talent still st- like when I look at the group. I'm just saying, I'm very careful about who I, you know, shoot my shot for. I Where agree. before I might have be just desperate, but the beauty is uh, they could use help in a lot of like you went and got it. If you're like they gave up 
two, they gave up a one and a two for Patrick Sertan. You'd be like, God, that's expensive. But is he immediately become their best corner? I mean, Mooney Ward's really good. This is, tr- this, this, sir, is uh, who's dialing up the coverages? The guy in the box that feels like he doesn't know what he's doing? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, they do have a lack of elite players making elite plays right now. But it's not because they lack elite players. I, Hargrave was dominating early in the season. Bosa had the sweet pass rush that pushed Burrow up, and then Armstead got one of his two sacks on the game. Mooney ends up one-on-one against really good receivers to bad results. I thought one of the most eye-opening plays today was when he had the pass breakup. Was it the first play of the second half? They went like back shoulder up top to chase, and and he broke it up. And like the Bengals sideline was going crazy, like throw the flag, throw the flag. Bengals like, fuck it, run it back. Do it again. And they got the flag on the second one. And I, the flag wasn't was, is, is it, was it like in baseball? Isn't it like in baseball? If I throw the pitch, I want to throw it. He barely touches it. You just call it again. I bet he won't touch it two times. Yeah, in a row. he can't do it twice. You probably could have called that play. Just they probably didn't call field. that play enough. <laughs> I would just yeah. I mean, stop. If you told me Jamar Chase when I checked the box score, you said it was ten for hundred. If you told me it was seventeen, like he, I think it was eleven or twelve. No more than thirteen targets. He could have had seventeen targets. It would have been fine. But but hey, why? Joe Mixon's breaking off runs. I mean, there's really no reason, right? There's only so many plays you can run. 10 for 100 is pretty damn good. They they do not – it doesn't feel like one of the most – I mean, is it the most expensive defense? One of the most expensive defenses is – and look, but here, we, not to excuse the offense. We can get to them too, but – Here's the thing. That game, because I've seen some people in the chat, and I, I would imagine if you just went on social media, there there is going to be – this isn't New York. This isn't Philly. Half the fan base. Pay. Everyone take a deep breath. <laughs> you uh, lose three games. You, you Okay, maybe in half would be. I don't think there's, let's, yeah. let's use 10, 20%. There's a higher percentage than the Northeast. They'll be like, everyone chill. I, I would you, think that too. Just look so far. What I've seen today is nothing but freak out. Okay, yeah, because you, you anyone has to agree. If you're a good team, a three-game losing streak in the NFL is very alarming. I don't give a shit what your schedule is. That's well, yeah, especially the last two games, right? The Browns game, road game, rain, missed the kick that could have won it. Fine, but the last. Well, what Kyle say? What Kyle say last week? We got beat, and he was like, "Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, you kind of got worked. You got really worked." He said the same the thing again today. He said the same thing again after this game. But do you know what the difference is, hmm. which is kind of sad about Cousins getting the Achilles because they're four and four. They actually might have been a wild card team. When the dust settled, they might end up with Jefferson comes back, been able to win nine games, nine and eight, and been like the seventh seed. Definitely not inconceivable, right? With him at quarterback, that they're a good enough team. This team is like when Rowan, a Super Bowl contender, right? Everyone puts them kind of in the top five or six relative before they always start slow. Going into a season, like get ready for the Bengals, get ready for the Bengals. What yeah. they do last year, kick the shit out of the Bills, right there, toe to toe with the Chiefs at Arrowhead. What they do the previous year, Beat the fucking Chiefs. We're winning in the Super Bowl. Like this is this is a team that you should be looking in the mirror for. And you you start as the game's going on, and rightfully so. Romo, there's Lou Amarono. Well, they got a big time coordinator on defense because, like you, their their offensive staff is their head coach. That's what you know. He spends his time. Their defensive coordinator, they're very very comfortable with. I heard Schrager say this week he was very very disappointed. They went with Gannon over him to be the Arizona coach. Like it was that was the final two. I mean, he's clearly a high end now. Several years of just that team is fucking bringing. Did it. Almost say he almost got the Giants job. That Dable got the Giants job over him. Uh, I 
I didn't hear that. Romo said he almost me. got a job, but he said last year. So maybe it was the Arizona job. It was Arizona. He was in the final two, but Schrager knows him and said it. I think he was hurt. Like he thought he had gotten the job and you watch him like that. That's what a head coaching candidate been in the league. Now a couple decades, his unit, just every, players change. Doesn't matter. Haven't skipped a beat. And that's a huge glaring defense or I mean uh difference of the two teams, right? Yeah. Cause the Niners statistically offensively were moving the turnovers it's just their defense is dramatically worse. Like they lose Jesse Bates, a dude they had franchise, goes to the Falcons. Like, fuck, I'm watching them. I, obviously, 91's still really good, but they got random dudes and they're just making plays. They have multiple can, second year guys in their secondary. They had a rookie out there today. The other thing is you can give up yards. I, I think the most overrated thing in the NFL can be yards. It's really about points. Well, what happened? They created some turnovers, right? Their, their linebacker, middle linebacker, kind of went Fred Warner, made two awesome plays. That's part of being a good defense. It's like, yeah. You're going to go 80 on me, get to the red zone, see what happens. We'll pick you off. We'll cause a fumble, get a strip sack. We'll, we'll, as Mike Lombardi says, it's a four-point swing play, right? The difference between a touchdown and a field goal will hold you. I I just, that's, the 49ers are supposed to be the equals with them. And and right now that team is dramatically better. Yeah. Well, I mean, dramatically. I would say specific to the coaching staffs, three weeks in a row, it's Stefanski against Wilkes, Kyle against Schwartz. Niners lost. It's Wilkes against... Uh, uh, O'Connell. O'Connell, Kyle against what's his name from the Dolphins. I, I'd even do the quarterback. I think the last two weeks you can do the coordinator, quarterback. Yeah, coordinator, but it's like it's the it's, it's elite coordinators on both sides of the ball the last two weeks, right? For Brian Flores, Kyle against Brian Flores today, <laughs> Kyle against Omar, Omar. I just call him Coach Lou, Coach Lou, <laughs> and Steve Wilkes against. I mean, it's, you know, Taylor Dickinson was texting me. He's like, you know, three weeks in a row, it's Zach Taylor, O'Connell, Stefanski. Like those guys all do the same. It's like kind of the same stuff. It's Kyle guys are going up. They're not all Kyle guys, but, you know, and they've really struggled with it. Well, I know this. If I was a diehard Bengals fan today, I'd be walking around tonight like the way Niners fans were walking around for the first five weeks. My team just fucking hits you in the teeth. What Pat Hill said. Football is about this. You hit people right on, two individuals hitting on. And the team that usually loses the game, this is always this thing, is the first one to flinch. And the Niners, over the last several years, have made you flinch. And obviously, offensively, you know, quarterback, it's not as much about flinching. It's about, but I I would say the Bengals clearly out physical them, and they obviously have Burrow to really kind of put the nail in the coffin. But it's just, that's how... The Niners are supposed to play, and I don't know where it's gone. And I, I do think it reflects what we witnessed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's just that's – I'm not trying to act – and when I'm being critical of Kyle, I don't think Kyle's a village idiot. I'm not acting like – but anyone arguing that Kyle's Mr. Always taking the, the arrows himself, like it's not really his thing, which is fine. But to just shit on a guy, it, there's only a couple outcomes. You either don't believe in him anymore – you know your players are starting to question it. You felt it because that's it'd be an easy one to go like, listen, that's something me and Steve will talk about. We brought him here for a reason. It was long season. We've hit bumps in the road. We'll be fucking fine. That is not the way he did it. And it, I heard Lynch is like, well, you got to listen. There was context. I, I understand. Everyone knows the context. But even John knows that's not the way coaches talk in modern day with social media. And Kyle didn't hesitate. Well, think about it, Steve Wilkes started his press conference the next day, John. Didn't get asked the question. He started with it before it even got addressed. 
a play that happened at the end of a second quarter. I know it was a big play. I don't want to spend all time. But it happened at the that's end of the, the other they played, thing. They, two, they played two more quarters after that play. I've been thinking about that all week. We, we acting like that was the, the final, the two-point play against USC that that's, lost USC the game. Right. Like, that's all you'd be talking about. It was There were 16 seconds left going into the halftime. What but are we talking 30 about? minutes after that. So to me, I, I the more and more we talk, I'm kind of crystal clear. I, I wonder if Kyle knows his guys are turning on. Like they, their belief in this guy is not what it has been, and he has to try to figure it out. Yeah, I, you might be right. I mean, somebody in the chat just said they're rattled. I think they are in a way, and I think that's part. Like they are not one. Fred Warner's like, you know, we played hard today. I watch them outside of the play where they all gave up because they thought there was an offsides and the Bengals scored a touchdown, which is. Guys, you, if there's no whistle, you keep playing. Uh, what about the Burrow fumble where the offensive lineman actually picked up a fumble, started running? Why did he not get credit for just taking off? Is yeah, he allowed to run with I the mean, ball? Was he, I don't, maybe they thought, they must. They thought Burrow was down incorrectly. Pretty clearly he was advance, not. It was a forward, I don't know, can you advance a forward fumble? I know only the fumbler, like, in the last two minutes or on fourth down can do that. I don't know if you can advance a forward fumble. Anybody yeah, get Ed Hockey Lee on the line? I'm yeah, not we, that, that one, Gene. Um, but Terry, uh, but yeah, there's something is off. I, I mean, it's obvious something's off with them. They've lost three in a row, but it feels like it goes beyond just they're not making the plays on the field, right? And you do, we'll get to Brock, but it does feel like the whole operation's a little rattled right now. They're not used to playing from behind, they're not. Th- then you look up and I mean, they back-to-back three and outs in the second half after the Bengals had the ball first, and then, you know, they made multiple stops, had opportunities to move the ball, turn it over in the red zone, got a stop after the turnover. That's the part that's a little crazy. The The negative stuff with this team is so negative right now, and it's, it's, a, it's like, correct. Like, the things they're doing wrong are back-breaking. It's, like, can't what? stop the run, red zone turnover. It's, but then they do other things that get lost. You, like... What is going on between like the opposite ends of the spectrum? It's crazy. Well, let's use the Steelers as an example. Their defense, a lot of that game, they're just it's ugly. They're down, and their defense is just keeping them in it. And it just feels like this is just a big time NFL defense. Eventually, they break, but the reason they break is because their quarterback, whether it's Kenny Pickett or whether he gets injured and Trubisky comes in, it's most games they're going to be under 150 yards passing, right? And that's understandable when you're a big-time defense, and the Niners had a lot of those in the Garoppolo era where Garoppolo would just struggle to get to, like, 175, and it would just be really ugly, and they'd either win or lose it, but it'd be, you know, 21 to 17 or, you know, a a weird score, like 19 to 16 or whatever, right? It would just stay relatively close. Now that their offense can move the ball and easily get to 300 yards passing in a given game or 250-plus no problem and generate – big explosive plays, if their defense was playing like they used to play, this game wouldn't have felt like it felt, right? Until the end, we're back-to-back games. It's unraveled basically in the end of the fourth quarter or in the fourth quarter with the turnovers. But it's getting to that point because they're just on the ropes taking these blows and they don't know how to they don't know how to get out off and and that their team, as you said, the vibe of it comes from them, even when things are awesome, like scoring points with Iukes and Debo and Kittle. It's always their defense. Like, holy shit, did Greenlaw and Hufunga just kill that guy? And it, it, when that doesn't happen, it it has a different vibe. That's how Harbaugh's teams dominated. That's how Kyle's teams have consistently dominated. Even 
over this Purdy era where their offense has been much more explosive. Because I, I just I, I don't know what to say or do beside like the players are not changing. This is their squad, right? And they've paid a lot of money and invested a lot in these guys, and it does not look good. And it's been two weeks in a row. It's one thing to lose to the Bengals. It's another thing to lose like they lost today, just getting thoroughly outplayed. If this, if the game would have been eight quarters, they would have never stopped getting first downs. To me, today was less about even the points and just how just they just kept moving the ball and there was just no stopping it. The only way you're going to stop it if someone fumbled, someone had to fumble because Burrow wasn't going to throw a pick. It was just like, is someone going to fumble? Yeah, and even the chase thing, it's like ah, it's definitely not a catch. Well, it's definitely not, but he caught it. But it's just not an NFL catch, right? It's just not. It, it, he caught it, but it's not a catch. Exactly. Butcherbox.com/slash/ham and another special deal: free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off. Right now at Butcherbox.com/slash/ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But that's they, they need lucky shit like that to happen. They yeah. weren't. Yes. You know, they weren't, I, I don't know. It was just it would have been a lot of guys. Steal. Like they were in position to, for a minute, they were in position to steal a game. But you still would have walked out of there like, well, we did not tackle well in the first half, right? I think I think one thing that has definitely changed is, I remember during some of the Packer games with Devontae, he would have been one of the only guys in the league who could just consistently kind of get open on him. And it was just 
always wide open. It felt like sometimes uh, at an NFL level, like you would be in college. And that's how the last couple of weeks have felt. How, where are these guys? Well, there's no one in five yards of them. You know, and some of it clearly, I, I think the one thing and Romo kind of pointed this out at different times today, because Jamar is such an elite player, how much they utilize formations and put them on the line, put them back in bunches, motioning them. And it felt like they didn't know what to do. And then once he would break out his route, there would be some loss in translation of just no one's really around him. And just that, I mean, listen, if you just appreciate football, that catch he had toward the end of the game on the sidelines is a thing of beauty. I mean, that's you're playing an elite player. So if your schemes aren't buttoned up, like he, he's going to beat you. Double he, yeah, I'm saying he, if, you're, if you're playing Sala or D'Amico's good, he might get seven for 70. And it's just be like, tip our hat. Like, that's an elite player. He's going to get his. Today was just like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. This is a 10 for 100 with ease. This isn't, yeah. I don't even feel like I'm working that hard. It didn't for it. look like he was working that hard. The Niners used to make guys work hard for their whatever their production is. And that, that to me is a big difference, right? Because a lot of guys get yards. It's, if you just look around football, obviously this year actually feels like it's been a little down, but just in general, like there's, it's, it's never been easier to throw for 250 yards. Not all 200, like Derek Carr has a lot of 250, 300 yard games that do not look like Joe Burrow's 280 yard game, right? So there are differences on how things look. Yeah. That, that to me is pretty alarming because you do have, you want a lot of games with this group of players. That's, guy, this is, this is the same team, right? It's why people were being harsh on Brian Johnson with the Eagles. It's like, you have the exact same players. It's not like, well, you know, they signed this Hufunga guy from the Bengals and they, this it's Ward's first year, and you know Greenlaw was always a backup. He's never been a full time starter. It's like no, all these guys have been full time starters now. So I mean, when that happens, like I don't want to, you know, we try not to just pile on the Wilkes part of it, but when that happens, you ask the question, what part changed? We are if this was college, I know exactly what would happen. I think you and I talked about the other, and it might happen in the NFL, where it's like you know we're gonna hear one of these press conferences. Kyle's like you know we've talked. Steve's gonna go down on the field after the bye, who's going to be coaching from the field. And that's usually like kind of the last ditch offensive coaches go to the booth from the field and defensive coaches come from the, when things are bad, they always rare in the NFL mid season change. Very rare. Happens in college all the time. Cause like no one like, all right, we're going to, cause it's just like message boards. Like I, I remember it happened at Utah when Troy Taylor was the OC there after like three weeks, like he's got to get up to the booth. They got to get, so they sent him to Whittingham, sent him to the booth. What happened after that year? He left. He left. Uh, and defense, it goes the other way. Defensive guys, you know, it's like, well, you know, I just, I got to, I'm come down, look my guys in the eyes. You know, I just need to be able to see them in the eyes. And I'll say this, like, we're, I'm laughing about it. Six that years is, of guys on the field. That is what these guys are used to, right? That is what Fred Warner is used to, is just being able to go talk to the DC. Six straight years of the two bald headed guys going fucking nuts on the sideline, dialing up defenses. I would say both guys were getting montages on social media, the YouTubes and NFL.com of their sweet pump up chest bumps. I mean, Sala really got put on the map in 19 for doing that. Is Sala, and I would say coach, he was coaching on the booth. Uh, I mean, he is yes, but <laughs> getting interviews, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, and then D'Amico did the same, just reenacted it and his defenses were better. And they, they both look, I mean, D'Amico literally did play in the league. Sala looks like a former NFL player. And then he's got Wilkes is just monotone up there. 
which again, this is this is a little message board, your your, your mannerisms, but it's starting to reflect the fucking team, right? I, I don't need my offensive coordinator jumping up and down, right? That's not the way offense works. From Walsh to Andy to Kyle to McVay kind of is like that, but not today, but just in general. Is that L on McVay's kid today? Uh, on Jordan. <laughs> but overall, I do wonder if they went from, you know, kind of, you know, they say zero to 60. They kind of went 60 down to zero, it feels like. Just the the mood. Because they've always had Chris Eric, who's nuts, but the coordinator was always there going bananas. And now this guy is just up there just looking at his little pen and paper. They, they were 5-0. and oh. They're five and three. They were five and zero. Oh. Now the schedule got harder. They were five and zero. Oh. Now they're in second place in the division. Seattle scored well. Dude, I, I'm sure you saw it. As I looked up and then I saw thirty eight seconds. Smith and Jigba scored with thirty eight <laughs> seconds left to take the lead. I mean, devastating. That was like in real time, like a fifteen minute stretch. It was just devastating for the for the Niners. Um, they have a worse record than the Cowboys right now. Cowboys are five and two. Niners are five and three. They're going to hit their bye now, so the balance will even up but i get a lot of people i haven't seen it so much in the comments but like tweet you know just back and forth with people who are like you know you guys thought you know this is kyle's offense that's what it is wilkes's defense that's the reality is it is all of the, it is the defense is not built to have a quarterback most aren't but especially this one right i was not built to have a quarterback that doesn't turn it over i remember several weeks ago several maybe a month and a half ago maybe two months ago Kawakami in a press conference asked Brock what like what's the number is there a stat like what's the number one stat you watch like what what Matt you know and Brock's answer was like well the number one thing is protecting the football that's the number one thing which duh um but he's not he they are they are not only turning the ball over John the last two weeks he has found the most devastating ways to throw interceptions it's crazy but before we talk about that I, I do want to I want to get to this real quick. He hit his head hard on that last drive. And you know, when you watch TV, people always say, broadcasters always like, now I don't want to speculate. And then they're like, but boy, that looks like the ankle, you know. Um I think that's gonna be that's just as we sit here on Sunday night, I think that might be something. Last time the concussion came up on the flight home, obviously there's no flight home. His head got slammed hard in the turf. He immediately grabbed. It's just something to monitor. I think that's that's something to watch here. These next and I don't, you know, they're on a buy, so you get less detail because uh, we don't have to practice or put out a practice report. I, th- I I I do think they would have to announce if you went to the concussion protocol, though. Okay, like if he started feeling symptoms. Yeah, I that's I, I'm just that's something to watch this week because he he hit his head really hard on the ground. Yeah, you got slammed. And immediately grabbed it. It was on the third interception that wasn't a pick. He got hit low. And credit to Romo for seeing it. But a little higher when they tackled him than the it wasn't below the knee. It was more thigh. I didn't think so it was got a penalty, honestly. They <laughs> got a little lucky on that. I got a little lucky on that one. Pretty crazy when they're like, that's the first Bengals penalty of the game. I'm like, I didn't think that was a penalty, but who gets through a game without a penalty? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I know this. I, I saw on Twitter, I don't know the person. I think it was on the, uh, you know, the one section that just shows you random tweets. For you. Yeah, actually pretty good at knowing. I actually spent more time on for you. (laughs) I agree. Uh, And this guy said, listen, 
all glad that Purdy's healthy, but no one can deny that we were all kind of intrigued and looking forward to the Sam Darnold, like seeing what it was going to look like with Kyle. And I do think there's an element of, you know, the stat was well out there. Uh, and I think I saw Schefter say today that 25% of people that go into the protocol on Monday, I guess over the the history of it, still play on on Sunday. But, you know, this was – it trended and trended, and then obviously we found out on Saturday that he was going to play, and maybe they felt good about it. Maybe it was just you know I had some headaches that they had to put him in. It wasn't a bad why he Kyle felt pretty confident talking he said about he it. Immediately on felt better the next day is what he said. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, for a lot of the game, he was he's a much better athlete than anyone ever thought. Like his athleticism, he is. For example, they drafted Trey Lance as a runner. He's a dramatically better example. than Trey Lance. <laughs> but I'm just saying they they drafted a guy no, third I, overall I, to run around. I always love when we when we dealt when we when we dive back into the old world. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I, I'm just I, saying he is he is a he's a much feeling of the way it used to be. much better scrambler and mover. He really is. He he's really pretty good. Better playmaker. And he was he he's great. He was great playmaker today. But th- there is no way to get around. I don't care if you're averaging 11 yards a pass, pushing the ball downfield, throwing remarkable dimes to Kittle over the middle of the field, Ayuk down the field. Like, he was slinging it. He was not the problem for the majority of the game. Once you start turning the ball over, it's beyond a kick in the dick. It's why McCaffrey said last week, I lost the game. He fumbled like five minutes into the game. But in his mind, we're driving to the red zone, and I fumble, it derails the whole game. Well, you're driving down. Were they down seven? And he's and he throws the pick. Mitchell's not only wide open as Tony Romo hit on it. When when they do that kind of in a couple times a day, and, and it might have been his limited how much he was able to practice. I don't know. Looked a little rusty on that play action boot. When the guy is open, you got to get rid of it immediately because it gives them every step you take to roll diminishes the opening in the play, especially because it's usually to a shorter side. So you have less room to deal with. And that play, he was pretty open for about three or four steps. And by the time he threw it, clearly a elite play by the defensive player, right? That is like, that's NFL linebacking to tip the ball to yourself, full speed. That's from point that's blank range, awesome. right? It yeah, like, I mean, it's just, right <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid, but it's also on Purdy. Like, I, I hate it when, oh, it's a little freaky. Well, when we really, if, if he's two or three steps getting rid of the ball, the linebacker's not there. The reason the linebacker's in front of his face is because he's he's honestly too close to Mitchell, right? He had run pretty far weird. on It that almost play. looked like the play wasn't working, right? I think I saw Barrow say, that, like, that was play was a disaster from the jump. It definitely had a weird vibe to it. It feels like Kyle, with Debo's injury, Shanahan has pushed a lot of, dual back plays into this offense that we haven't seen before with with Elijah and um Shit. with Elijah Mitchell and Christian one. McCaffrey. Yeah. What you got? Nothing. I was just I was just throwing it up there. You just wanted to put up a uh, bearing the lead and Moody had a day. <laughs> Their kicker's sweet too. That was the other thing. I was like, oh this gets in a close game. This kid ain't missing. He's well, just I mean, he's just yeah, I know he missed, but he, he yeah. just felt like as once he missed, and then he drilled it. It was like, oh, I think that's that's his one miss for like three weeks. You see the Johnny Sly, Joey Sly. Remember Joey Sly, the former Niner kicker? He drilled no. a sixty-one yarder today um, for the football team. That was he's the he's he's the uh, 
what did Nance call him? The uh, Commodores. He's the Commodores kicker, Joey Sly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just part of, it's part of playing the position though, because it, it's it actually be pretty easy if you're Purdy's dad or you know a Purdy fan to defend him. And well, actually, part yeah, of playing the position, it's just it gets like you get the head coach and the quarterback probably get more credit than they deserve and definitely get more blame. Uh, this one's kind of an easy because I think Wilkes is going to take the majority and deserved. But in these tight games, part of what Joe Burrow brings to the table and Jamar Chase is like, you know what? Our defense can have an off game. We, we got to win this thing 45-42. We'll fucking do it. Yeah. Higgins, Joe, you guys ready? Right. Well, I'm ready. Well, that's we'll what we like early. And it was, oh, no, did the Niners have that? <laughs> I mean, I know they had it in the bag against the – you know, steal the rant, the Steelers. Do they have that in the yeah, bag? When they're blowing out the Cowboys. Okay. It's like Joe Burrow's here playing. Well, when the other team can't score, it's a lot easier to score 35. To score 35 two, in a game where the other team scores 35, all your possessions really matter. Well, it's also how do usually a lot of blowouts happen? You know, and when you score 35 plus in the NFL, you're going to get a couple turnovers. But like I'm looking at the box score for the Chiefs game, they had. Uh, two picks, three fumbles. <laughs> it's not like the Broncos scored 45 points. I mean, they're struggling to score. They're getting a million turnovers. But the, the 49ers, when you're turning the ball over, obviously at the end of the game, it's just devastating because you're not going to have the possessions. But you, you just can't afford to throw picks. And, and yeah. this gets back to the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. It just, it just can't happen. And in, in tight games where you can throw a pick when you're up 30 points against the Dallas Cowboys in the second half, no one even notices you throw a pick down seven, it's the reason that stat just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And grows. I had zero faith. I had faith last week. I'm like, okay, I could see something going down before we found out he was concussed. This week, I I would say by the middle of the second half, I was like, I, I just don't see it. I, I, I had no faith in the second half the 49ers were going to win the football game. None. Never, honestly, there were very little points today during the 60 minutes of football, however long that is in real time. Right, three hours, ten minutes, three hours, twenty minutes. I I thought the 49ers are winning this football game, especially once they got down multiple scores. Because like they score, but you, you know when you're down fourteen, you got to score three times to win the game, not two times. So they score. All right, they're within seven. Cool. You still need two more scores. Unless Kyle, that means you got to stop two, Cincinnati twice doing it, right? Unless he goes for two. Yeah, yeah. which I I meant go for two mind. on the on the first touchdown. You know how you're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. It crossed my mind today, like because then you can go for two again later if you don't get it, right? Yeah. It crossed my mind. Or today. just kick the or kick the field goal to win it. Would today be I mean, the day? You know, kick the extra point. It crossed my yeah, mind today. today. Would today be the day? Yeah. I want to get to something else on Brock, but let me hit a couple super chats real quick. Brad gave twenty bucks just to say fire Wilkes, uh, Gammon a five spot. As disappointing as this game was, as disappointing as walking up to your front door in the rain with both arms full of groceries, only to realize that your keys are in your back pocket. I hate Went that down. move. Yeah. Um, Gage said, uh, looking at the schedule, 11 and six at optimal at this point, probably losing the Ravens, Eagles, and split with the Seahawks. Thoughts? Doesn't yeah, feel like I'm, you're uh, the Seahawks at this point. <laughs> I've gotten several texts. Is eight and nine on the table? Are, are we trending <clears throat> in the wrong direction? Well, feel no like an eight nine team. Feel direction. like an eight to nine win team. Who decent will they beat like this? Another no. group text, very similar. I mean, there's just it's hard three. You always overreact to a loss. Three losses in a row in the NFL. What what percentage of that of the season is it? Right. I mean, 
16 games every two. I'm not a mathematician here, but I mean, we're talking 12% of the season. Uh, was it raining pretty hard in the Steelers Jags game today? Yes. Because it looked like I didn't watch any of that game. Obviously, we will before the Jags Niner game, but it looked like Trevor Lawrence was pretty efficient. He was good. Just looking at the box score. One thing that really stood out, you lose 13% or three straight games, that's 17% of your season. 17% of your season. is 17% of your season. One thing the Jags showed today, they went into Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt's ball. I mean, their defense looks fantastic. It's ugly. It's raining. And they were just in complete control. They knocked out Kenny Pickett. They're just in complete control of the game. Hmm. People will be like, oh, there's some calls. Listen, ETN made a sweet play. Trevor Lawrence just looks good. What's their record right now? Six and two? Six and two, yeah. (laughs) And they're on a bye as well? Yep. Yes, they are. Uh, The best part for the 49ers, the Jags, I'd say don't need the the game, but what if the the Jags were thinking number one seed? After the the, uh, Chiefs lost this week? I mean, everyone's six and two. You're in first place. In the conference, yeah. like, they're not. They don't need the game clearly to win their division, but they do. Well, when you another, want more home games than not in the playoffs, another good offensive coach and good quarterback for Steve Wilkes that week. Uh, Glass City ten spot. If the issues on this team are systematic in nature, how do you fix it? The entire team looked like shit. Every facet of the team sucks. Is this team having a midseason collapse? <laughs> What's up with Brock? I want to follow like on Brock. I mean, getting Trent Williams and like it, it'll be really interesting. Is Debo healthy for Jacksonville for that game? Or is it Tampa when he's going to be healthy? Is Trent Williams good to come back against Jacksonville? Um, Because winning games at whatever percentage you are without those two, clearly they can't elevate the other stuff well enough to overcome it. I'm not saying those guys being back guarantees you anything because it doesn't. But at this point, the best thing they can do is get healthy other than add us, you know, an immediate starter in the, at the trade deadline. Um, if Steve Wilkes had the adjustments to make, would have made him this week, would have made him at halftime, would have made him last week. Would have, you know, so there's always adjustments I know, to make, they can get better, but I know we got lit up a couple the times at the, end of the, at the end of the game. I thought it was kind of over. I, I, I think for the most part, Jalen Moore has been fine. Like I, the, yeah, the Trent good. Williams has not been, that that was not the but issue. But you can't today. lose one of the best offensive linemen in the league. I, I totally agree. I, I'm not saying that. Now, can Trent Williams could he, you know, kind of like the the running back slash safety for Utah? Could, does he have 15 reps at him at defensive Scouting tackle to stop the run? Can he can he stop the run guy? Not a bad idea. Uh, actually, <laughs> Woodyham's doing it. I, I mean, like can Wilkes didn't do it. This what, what, what do you think? What do you think that conversation would go like? Do you think we can uh, borrow Trent for about 10 plays? Kyler's like you're fired. Kyle might be like, hey, man, uh, Kyle, if Kyle was the head coach, he might do uh, the uh, D.C., he might do it. But um, are 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 we rethinking Brock at this point? Back to back games with awful turnovers. I'll tell you. Complicated game for Brock, I think, in a weird way. Now, you might argue red zone turnover and then crunch time turnover. Nothing complicated about it. Those are losing plays and they were losing plays. But Brock did so many things before that that are the things that top 15 quarterbacks do. Like he consistently does the things that top 15 quarterbacks do. And then the last two weeks he's had 
the kinds of interceptions that backup quarterbacks throw. Um, it's really, uh, it's for me, it's really difficult. The level that he is like on opposite ends of the spectrum with some of somebody in the chat, I lost it here said with their, with his, his hero plays. And maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe over time you watch a guy and you realize he tried like Romo, he's got too much hero in him, And it's just always, it's going to wipe out some of the other stuff that he does. I don't think there's any question. Like I'm not rethinking whether or not Brock is an NFL level, like true. Like to me, he's got still a lot of the things that make a top 15 quarterback. Cause he just does things consistently well that most quarterbacks don't do like throwing with anticipation. Romo today at times was like pretty impressed with some of the, the list of excellent throws he made in this game is actually pretty long. Like he made a lot of really good plays, but you know, none of that matters if you can't walk that fine line of not turning it over while you're trying to make special plays. And two weeks in a row, <clears throat> I mean, the second one last week was him trying to make a special play. And then he went back to it this week and threw a first down pass to Kittle. I mean, nobody throws a lollipop over the middle while rolling the opposite direction quite like him. So I'm not rethinking Brock, the starting quarterback at this point, but are you? No. One knock on Brock Purdy as a prospect was turnovers. He had 33 interceptions in 46 games. And I think he had 17 his last two years where now part of it is Iowa State. You know, hero ball was something that I had heard a lot from just asking sales that went through there. Like, what's your thoughts on him? And I think when does the hero ball come up? Not in the middle of the game when it's tie game, when they're down seven points in the second quarter. It's happened now twice. Now, it's hard to know how to value last week when he, you know, did he feel completely fine? And it kicked in when he got on the plane. It's hard to know. But obviously, after post-concussion, he was pretty terrible. But then today, same thing. It's when did he start falling apart? He tried to kind of make some crazy plays. Crazy plays would be strong, but he just made some back-breaking plays. The one, I mean, scrambling out toward the toward Elijah Mitchell. Uh, is he confused whether he thinks he could run for it himself? I, I don't know. That's what hesitated. And the other one, uh, the pick across the middle that, that did count as your classic. That's a scrub touch. You know, that's that can't happen. That, that, was, that feels like the worst pick he's had in the last two weeks. What do you think? The second one today? I'd be interested to know what the, what he was supposed to do on the first pick. I, I wonder if that's more his fault or not on him at all. I, I would lean. It kind of leans a little on him because you, yeah. you let that guy get much closer. Isn't that just when disaster happens? When you hold on to the ball scrambling in the red zone? When you're not, he's not Josh Allen or any of these guys physically. So it's not like he's going to run over guys. It's one thing when there's open grass, he's proven he can run for first downs. Mahomes does a lot. There's another thing where I think he clearly knew he couldn't run because a guy would hit him. So he was like holding on to the play, which benefited him on the next drive where he's throwing across his body. And it just kind of got him into no man's land. And then you are playing just elite athletes on the other side and one of the best defenses in the league now for several years. So when the guy tips it to himself while still an incredible play, it's like you put yourself in that situation. And this is what I think that Kyle harps on and this offense harps on that there's a fine balance of like, you're allowed to kind of go Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen every once in a while. But if our whole offense is based on that, it kind of falls apart. And that's where it felt like there's been a little disconnect 
today as it kind of he just kind of went rogue and that's it, that's when i really lost faith <laughs> i mean once he threw the pick in, in the baby zone i mean I, I i don't know about you i thought the game was over yeah and then obviously the, the next pick comes pretty quick and he's just it's just and then Jamar that's not was on the next play and they're down 24 to 10 and then they put together he puts the, he comes out hits McCaffrey for nine throws a gorgeous 15 yard ball to the sideline to Ayuk. um Throws a nice pass to Kittle that Kittle drops, runs all around, gets Kittle on third down, and then kind of does it again and hits McCaffrey. Like he, yeah, you know, I this is not. You Kittle knew, you think Kittle knew he's going to get lit up on that play? Yeah, because he kind of went like this after. I, I, Don't blame I, him. I'm I mean, not acting like I want to go over the middle either. I, and he's he's got a. I know it goes to show like even the toughest guys, but it's not glass half full day. Obviously, it, two weeks in a row, he's been part of the reason they lost, but. I, I did think that like that's part of the reason I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to Sam Darnold at this point because of that, because the way he bounced back after those two picks was pretty impressive. But whatever. I mean, you can't you can't people people lose their shit if you say that today. But it's it's the fact like he does a lot of top 15 quarterback stuff. And he also does stuff that top five quarterbacks do well and he can't always do it because he's his arm strength is different like that's part of it too but you know the other thing can i just add this to get your i want your take on this the second week in a row he's thrown a pick in the middle of the field where he was really anticipating something right and is that a problem like does he have to throw it earlier than most guys because of his arm and is that a problem because his arm lacks some strength I would say it's not a problem, but it is his liability, right? Part of being Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. I think Philip Rivers said this, like the reason I have to get the ball out early because I don't, uh, that's the only way the ball is going to get there and it has to be accurate. Like the only way I can succeed, right? I mean, you see the Josh Allens who can be a little hit or miss, but they can also make plays that those guys don't have in the bag outside of the pocket. That's what, that's what's unique about Brock is usually with those anticipatory average arm strength, at least in our lifetime, right? In our like adult last 20 years, it's been a lot of immobile guys. So it's just like Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, like kind of that whole crew. Obviously, Peyton was the best version. There was no moving. I mean, the, there was a, a little couple yard radius in which they slid, but there Brock will move. So Brock does have an element that those guys – Historically, the type players, if he's good, he'll compare to even cut what Cousins became. I actually think Cousins' arm got a little stronger as he got older. I would imagine the lifting, the, the training, definitely. If it was baseball, he came in the league throwing like 91. And by the time he hit his prime, he was throwing like 94. You know, he was never 98, but he was not throwing 90, 91. And I, I wonder if Brock's arm would naturally get a little stronger, but he's going to be an anticipatory thrower. And, you know, what really – Philip Rivers turned the ball over a lot. And that was, wouldn't you say, his main downfall, why he was never – could never go to the top tier. I would say when you Drew Brees was in his heyday and he had fantastic seasons, they were pretty good not giving the ball to the other team, throwing picks. And obviously Peyton Manning was the same. But also both those guys – like Brock when he was on, would light up the scoreboard. The other thing is that uh, it was not sustainable to go as long as he did without picks, right? It's it's what the numbers guy would say. This is an outlier. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to the mean. 
how do you come back to the mean? Do you throw a pick in the first quarter of a 7-3 game? Or do you throw a pick down seven with seven minutes left? And you're like, uh, at max, there's only two more possessions in the game. So to me, th- that matters. You you could throw a pick a game. When does it come? Is it always coming in the second half? Because right. you, you can't overcome that. The Chiefs Wall were trailing. turning the ball over today every single possession, and they were still in the game for a large percentage of it. Yeah. Breeze, He's uh, had back-to-back fourth-quarter picks. I would say if we did a study on one-score games, fourth-quarter picks, you lose 90% of the time. <laughs> have yeah, to be I pretty mean, high. Yeah, I would imagine you're pl- you know, part of that, it might be a little bit self-fulfilling because you're – I bet you're trailing. Like, do do the majority of fourth quarter interceptions come from trailing quarterbacks? I don't know, right? On this team, definitely, right? Because on this team, if you're if you're leading in the fourth quarter, you are running the rock, and they're not in a position to do it right now. Like the whole thing is it all feeds run game. It, it run, all feeds. run game's not a, run game's not as dominant either right now. I mean, they're they're not exactly cruising in if you remove Brock scramble and that might be more than in the past protection where you miss Trent this is way down on the list of things to complain about oh no but Elijah Mitchell pretty quickly just passed Mason did Mason show up to a meeting late or something uh well Mason they got to conserve Mason for special teams Johnny almost had that punt block hey uh how about the kick that almost went out of bounds today what was that so your, that's the your classic. Bailed out Moody on that kick. I, Big time. Why did he grab it? I don't know. Why did that guy grab it? That's your classic. This return, man. We're acting like the guy's fucking Deion Sanders back there. W- what are we doing? Every kick, the majority, 99% of these guys in the league are Ray Ray, are just normal kick returners. If you just kick it and have, play, have decent coverage, you tackle them somewhere between – I don't know, the 22 and the 28 and everything's fine. To try to do your classic, and you always harp on this and it's so true, what do these guys really have to do? during? They can't just play golf all the time, so they got to meet, pretend they're doing something. Hey, this guy seven weeks ago had this unreal return when he caught it on the left side, so if we kick it to the right side, I actually don't think he's as good. And then it that ball goes out of bounds. I mean, that returner is going to get yelled at on Monday or Tuesday for that. Right. Might have got yelled at 10 minutes after. I mean, immediately afterwards. Yeah, he probably did. I, 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 assuming that that's a scheme thing and not bounced off the wrong part of his foot, that's inexcusable. Here's the problem, though. And this is the thing with Kyle. They have so many issues right now. The defense is just a bigger picture issue than that, but they've done that a couple times. Like, that's something, just a small little detail where I don't even know if Kyle's paying attention because he despises special teams, where he goes, cut that shit out. Just fucking aim it at the uprights and let her rip every time. That's why we drafted this kid in the third round, and he makes more than Purdy. I don't know As if Bo Nix to told it. Fowler, Bo Nix, he's like, yeah, I'm making somewhere between 2 and $3 million. So clearly he was trying to be humble. He's making 3-2. He's making 3x what Purdy's making. Yeah, I mean... Some people would argue right now that's the only difference between Brock and Garoppolo is that Brock's cheap. Now, I disagree. I, I don't think there's that many people arguing that, are there? Um, 
I think today Brock is getting a lot of this is just here's here we go. For years, Middlecoff killed Jimmy for the lack of physical attributes. And here we are propping up a short cherub QB who has no arm. I think there's a lot he, of guy. He, guy he, just, aver- he averaged almost 12 yards a pass today. Uh, you know, they averaged more yards per play than the um, Bengals did today, I think. Let me check. Well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they did. They were pu- Brock pushes the ball downfield. And here's the other thing Brock does they average eight yards. He a averages play, almost 10 yards a rush. Brock does things dramatically better than Jimmy, but also that is that the bar? Like we're comparing him to Jimmy Garoppolo? Like that's that's a pretty low bar. I mean, ultimately they're rooting for Brock to be a top ten quarterback, not just middle of the road. They're hoping Brock will be a sustainable guy. That let's face it, even if you're not Burrow or Mahomes or Herbert or Hertz, there aren't really a lot of. The reason Derek got sixty million, he's just a free agent, got cut. There aren't many like, oh yeah, Brock just they can give him that three year, sixty million dollar deal in two years. That's not that deal doesn't exist if you want to keep the quarterback if you're having success. So that's what you got to like. They're not they got to figure that out now. I, I was telling someone the other day, it's so stupid to like when they got to pay this guy. Whenever we play that game, and it's like this is second, the guy's second year in the league. Like you're still several years. Do we see what happens in like two years of NFL football? Urban Meyer didn't even make it through. I think how fast things ebb and flow. Last year the Giants in the playoffs. This year they're two and six. They just had a quarterback, Danny DeVito's cousin, throw for minus eight yards. I saw. I think Kyle Brandon Brandt. Though. Kyle Brandt tweeted, "Is this possibly the worst game in NFL history?" I did the math. I think it was four of four of thirty four, four of thirty eight on third down. It was it was pretty ugly there in uh, in MetLife. Uh, what did Nance say? How many penalties were there in the first half? There were, or he said something. There was something. I can tell you this: the two teams combined to go four for thirty four on third down. Four for thirty four yeah. on third down. Uh, what stat did you say you did the math on? That was the one. That's oh, the that was Jeff the one. Giants I'm sorry. Game, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, where's the Nance said something crazy in the first half. Maybe all their pen. There were 15 penalties. Yeah. Anyway, Jets. One, Jets are four and three. Jets are one game worse than the Niners in the win column. Same number. Of, Jets have three losses. Niners have three losses. I think uh, someone asked. Someone asked Saul after the game uh, about like this has to feel good for Woody Johnson or something. And he's like, yeah, it's got to be special now to be the king of New York. <laughs> he knows the assignment. I love, I mean, I, I still have a a soft spot for when several injuries happen to a quarterback room and you get to a position like quarterback, by far the most famous position, college quarterbacks all over the place are pretty famous. Even random guys like, DJ Ungula, like just transfers that are going to be undrafted free agents. And it's like the Giants are playing with who? Tommy DeVito? Did you know who Tommy DeVito is? Nope. And there are, he's not alone. He's played before. He's not alone. Like the Badgets, the DeVitos. You think you'll just get to, you know, whoever, the, the Jackson Dart or whatever. No, like that, that group of guys like doesn't make it. And the DeVitos and the, the whatever this Bears guy's name somehow guy, beat that guy out. The the who's the who's the Patriots backup? Zappy. Yeah, Bailey Zappy. Texas. I, can Texas get a backup quarterback? Alabama. Can any of these Alabama guys get in the league? Florida. 
So DeVito, Syracuse, and he was Illinois starting quarterback last year. Okay. All right. So I do remember him from college. Yeah. So we would have watched him play. I I would not have, if you would have said million dollars, get the right conference. I would. I don't think I would have picked a Power Five conference. No, I wouldn't. No, I would not have either. I probably would have said D one AA. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo school, or you know, University of San Diego, or you know, maybe a smaller school in the Northeast. Devito, Italian guy. Jimmy Garoppolo school which, sounded right. New Hampshire. He's from. He, he's from Jersey. So, yeah, I mean, I this guy. Think about this photo he, of him with a big TD necklace. They said it's the most Italian necklace a quarterback's ever been pictured wearing. Like well, I mean, guy, this guy, this player, think about this. Like the Purdy's of the world. DeVito has career in college. How many starts game played? I mean, I don't think he has that many starts. 39. He played like 10 years. That's a lot of starts. I mean, Bo Nix is the most, of- the longest, the what, set a record for the most games for a college player. I think it's like 54, 55. Um, Tommy DeVito was an undrafted free agent this year. He's 25 years old. So he was in college for <laughs> you on a mission? Oh, he enlisted in the military? Where was he? he? he came, 2017. It was his first, it was his freshman year. Was he in the army? Uh somebody in the chat, I lost it here, said uh this is just the same season every year for the Niners. I mean it, it, it did feel it did feel different, I would say, through five games. Well, yeah, it wasn't going to be that easy. Clearly, once you lose a game, it, it it's a good humbling experience. It did not feel. We said it during training camp, during the winning. This felt like a 13-14 win team. Now it's like, are they actually closer to be a 10-11 win team? Well, they're the only three loss team in the NFC right now. Okay, there are one, two, three, four teams that have less than three losses: Philly, Seattle, Lion, Detroit, Lion, Lion, Lions have not played this week. Yeah, but John, they play the Raiders. Uh, and then there's a bunch of then there's one, two, three, four lost teams: Minnesota, New Orleans, Tampa. You play Tampa later. Um, Before Minnesota, I forget, I think I either Glazer or Schefter. You know, one of those morning show nuggets being thrown out yeah. there. Raiders had a uh, players only closed door meeting this week to kind of air out some stuff. Well, if I told you the night, I mean, it doesn't feel like why the fuck the they need it. Yeah, I'm not even hate. I'm they're about to have one, but it feels like they could use one. I don't know what they're going to say. We hate, we hate the D.C. Yeah, me too. Um, AFC. More AFC teams have more losses. So, like, most of the AFC has the same number or fewer losses than the Niners. Um, yeah, they're just... Obviously, they've had their bye. So, they're four right and three. Well, they're four and three, and the Niners are five and three. Who's a better team right now, the Bengals or the Niners? Bengals. Well, did you right. hear what yeah. the Romo stat was, or Nance, one of them said? I mean, they obviously, the they just played, but I'm just saying if they played 10 times the way they're trending right now, it feels like the Bengals would win eight. Yeah. I mean, Seven, the Bengals, you know, I feel like they're, if, uh, are the, I mean, the Bengals are the nine seed right now. They, they look like one of the two, probably one to me. Mm, are they this, like, they feel like a top two team in the AFC right now. How about that stat that Nance said that they swept the NFC West? They did, yeah. Did the Ravens won today, right? Uh, how did Ravens won, do yeah. Today? Uh, the Browns lost and the Steelers okay. lost. All right, so the the Ravens and the Bengals are now they because they came in. It was the only division in football where everybody was on a two game winning streak. 
how about the the stat that they had not had they had the fewest explosives in the league entering play? Well, because remember the first couple weeks when he was injured, their offense sucked. That that this team, it'd be like watching the Warriors like in their prime go through a bad two week stretch where they just didn't hit a three or two game stretch, no one hit a three. Like what's up with this team? It's like no, I just had a couple bad games. Maybe we know a guy has a tight hammy or something. Then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, you're watching them. They, you know, they hit 80% of their threes in like two games and they just annihilate people. You're like, yeah, this is the actual, because that's the other thing that the Bengals have, right? Like they have a resume. Like we've seen them for two years, play the big boys and go toe to toe. They were fucking winning the Super Bowl. They, you know, they kind of play the same seasons that the Niners play. Like every year in the Bengals season and the Niners season, there's like this moment where it's like, is this, is it going to fall apart? I think it feels better as a fan. Because if you just assume neither are going to win the Super Bowl, you sleep better knowing it's like, I'll just, bro, just carry us on his back, even yeah. if our coaches have an off day. When it's like, our Kyle has to carry us. I was thinking it feels better when you start slow. You, what do you mean? Because it's just so much harder for a co- an offensive coach to carry you. Defensive coach maybe well, can do it a little better. I think if we got a group of 10 diehard Bengals fans, they would not be pounding the table. I think they have to respect Zach Taylor. They've won a lot of games with him, and he hired – you know, Coach Lou, which you get credit for that, right? Like yes, he brought like that guy as defensive coordinator. Kyle's calling out his DC six weeks into the season. That's on him too. Yeah, like, how did how did Steve Wilkes get here? You know, uh, Jed just found him on the street. No, I mean Kyle's won the fucking interview and hired him. Got him in the draft. I mean, he was the best one available. What can I say? Yeah, you know, we had two guys there. We just you know pulled it out of a name out of a hat and went with that. No, it's like Kyle. League you guys is, were league is find him. <laughs> yeah, are they getting cute? They. Let's let's be real on that one too. So it's like I I don't know, man. I I just think that I don't expect him to get fired, but if I get an Adam Schefter alert or an athletic alert on my phone, it wouldn't be jaw dropping like the day John Lynch has been hired as the general manager or the Forty ers have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it'd be yeah. crazy because like what are they going to do? But I would say it's. Trade for it's a DC? crazy to say. It's crazy to say it's on the table. Trade for Belichick before the deadline. <laughs> Is there a DC out there you could trade for? Ever been done? Can D'Amico just come back? Well, no, D'Amico. Uh, they win today. Uh, no, I think they. They. I mean, they wouldn't have lost to the Panthers, right? They did. They lost to the Panthers, fifteen to thirteen. Didn't watch. I haven't seen a highlight. Seen one snap. Couldn't tell you one thing about that game. Uh, same. Do you think a lot of people were watching that game? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I don't. Um, I don't know what their move is here at this point. But Sertan go all in. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know that would that would be the question. Do they do something they weren't going to do two days ago? Do they do something they weren't going to do if they had won this game? that looks desperate at the trade deadline be interesting. Could, right? Well, I mean, clearly Tim was up working the sidelines. He tweeted out, you know, he knows these people pretty well. Oh, okay. He had a tweet that kind of went viral on my Instagram account. You know, all the aggregators, Uh huh. something, something of the effect of big. just that they're going to be live over these next couple of days. It's right. the buzz pregame. I'm going to see Kyle coming tomorrow. I'll ask him. Rex uh, Rex Ryan, Dante Whitner, John Lynch. Yeah, I mean, it's – it is um, – I'll tell you this. 
it's not a quote unquote turning point in the Kyle Shanahan era, but this is a big moment for Kyle, right? You have a championship level roster. Everybody thinks it's a championship level roster. What ends up happening at this point defines this season. I mean, you can only. I, I want to do Tim's tweet justice. A buzz from pregame is that the Niners are definitely live for one or two potential trades. Win or losses today by key potential sellers to either stay or mostly drop off in the playoff races will be key. But buzz from pregame is definitely live. Like I. Okay. Like you said, they, they have bought this team. I mean, it's not like. Just because you lose three games, you were thinking you were going to try to win the Super Bowl a month ago. They're not necessarily changing. They just got to figure out how to get a win. But the team, the players that you were winning with are still around. You lost three guys with devastating knee injuries. I do think there's something to be said for it felt like multiple times in the game last week, the week before. You're just trying to get like four things in a row to go right to kind of jumpstart. And they got that fumble. They kind of got fired up when they thought they got the the Jamar Chase fumble. It feels like they're waiting for a, something to just break their way, right? The Bengals get like no penalty, like nothing's breaking their way. And that and, and I hate I hate that with good teams though. Don't I know. you create that? No, I know. Let me be clear. I'm not saying they're getting like screwed or they're getting bad luck. Like you got to push the envelope. But as you know, John, it is just it is human. No matter how good, you, sometimes you just need a jump start, and they're not giving themselves that jump start right now, even though they should. They got the players. They were at home today, right? They weren't on the road like they were the last two weeks. They were at home. It felt it, it just you should be able to do it. But, I mean, last week, last year, they got McCaffrey, and he was kind of a for them, right? Now, part of it is an excellent player. Like, that's really what it is. You hear it all the time in baseball. Like, man, he came across. He walked in the locker room. That's uh, they need. I think it feels to them like they're under an avalanche right now, and they need something to go their way. And you're right; you got to pull yourself up. You got to do it yourself. But yeah, I, I mean, I I think one big picture thing. I know he's made a play here or there, but for the level in which they are playing, paying him, I, I think this season for a guy that's just half naked all over all of our Instagram feeds. It's been a it's been a disappointing season for Nick Bosa. It, has. it really has. You have to believe it's, you don't hold out as bot as is part of why we're here, right? I know. Yeah, I mean, PFF has him number two, and Romo said when you watch, he's one of the best pass rushers. He still makes plays, but he's not anywhere near the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. But the other thing is, it's so easy just. If they're playing at 130 to flip around the games, you're like Hassan Reddick flying all over the place. You're like, Jesus, Miles Garrett, is this guy a human? TJ Watt picking balls, tipping them to himself, tackling a guy with one arm, catching the ball in the other hand. It's like, who are these guys? And it felt like Nick used to do that shit. And now he just seems like a good defensive player. Yeah. Doesn't feel like anyone's getting You watch the Niners, Fred, at least Fred flies around. Like you feel Fred. I just don't feel, feel Nick. Fred. You do feel Fred. You don't, you don't, you do not feel Nick Bosa. They, they paid him all this money, which he had earned. Uh, part of getting broken off, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, those guys, Aaron Donald, immediately live up to the hype. And I, I think we get back to the, um, to the training camp. It's, there's clearly a disconnect. Yep. I agree. Uh, Vikings got to four and four, but Kirk got hurt. Devastating for them. 
devastating for them. Uh, Jets somehow are four and three, solid coach of the year. Eagles, we mentioned that. They trailed. They were down to the uh, Commodores, won the game. Broncos beat the Chiefs today. Does that matter to you? Chiefs are now six and two. First, Jeff Schwartz t- tweeted at us. What was it? The first road loss, AFC West road loss in Mahomes' career? Was that the stat? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it would have happened uh, uh, in Oakland I, or Vegas, but I guess not. Uh, Ravens had a comeback win today. I mean, they weren't, you know, they were down, what, 7 nothing. I think, early in that game. 10 nothing, not 10 nothing, 7 nothing. Yeah. Ran away with that one. Browns, man. Seahawks. Could the Seahawks win the NFC West? 100%. I'm not just going to lose their next game. Is that game in Jacksonville or in San Francisco? Jacksonville. I know. Man. It's like they're not – they got to earn their way out of it. They got to earn their way out of it. Ravens, Seahawks next week. Yeah. Cowboys, right. Eagles too. Cowboys, Eagles next week? Yeah. Week nine? What's our Thursday night game? Titans, Steelers. Will Levis. Four touchdowns. Cannon. Did Had you say Dolphins like next week? Uh – uh, I'm Dolphins. looking at it. Dolphins, Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens. Wow, good. The Niners just fucking Giants, Raiders. Watch. That's that'll be. I mean, that's lock it on that. Devito, so, you know, you know what the Monday night game is? Chargers, Jets. Oh, and Sunday night is Bills, Bengals. So Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens. Legit feels like the best feels like the best week of the year so far. It does. Niners, Lions, Broncos, Jags on buys. Niners need to go lick some wounds, fire some people, and get their shit together. I I just I love who would they hire at DC? Wade Phillips? I don't fuck him. Who knows? Like seriously, that list right now is just probably weird. Yeah, you couldn't hire outside, you're kind of stuck. So, all right. Anything else on that note? No. All right. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Adios. Have a good week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.